Hi, I'm Dr. Natalie of Dr. Go Figure, and this episode is all about why we are getting fatter. Now, the statistics are alarming. I think as of 2021, 63% of UK adults were classified as either overweight or obese. And we're on an upward trajectory, unfortunately. So what is going on? Why are people finding it so easy to put weight on and so difficult to lose weight? I consider myself extremely fortunate that I was born in the 1970s. Um, my grandma would have been brought up throughout the Second World War and she would have been a much more active person around the house. She would have been a stay-at-home mum, so her job really was to make sure the house was clean and tidy, but she didn't have all the gadgets that we have now. And she also had to make sure that there was food on the table. But that food could have been grown in her own garden or she would have had to walk to the shops to go and buy the food and then bring it back and then prepare it. Life was a lot more active and a lot more physical. But fundamentally, the food was very different. It wasn't highly processed and easy to purchase from the shelves. Everything my grandma cooked, she cooked from scratch. So as a consequence, the food that was prepared for my mother was basically basic home-cooked food, no preservatives, it wasn't full of fat and sugar um, because of course they had rationing still at those times. Um, it was nutritious, basic food. And as a consequence, throughout her entire life, even though grandma might have called herself plump, she was a very normal weight and she kept the same weight pretty much throughout her entire life. My mum was slightly different. She didn't want to live in the same village that my grandma lived in. She wanted to spread her wings. And so she was definitely more modern and she would have been definitely more body conscious. She in fact became um, a air hostess back in the day when it was an uber glamorous job to do. So my mum definitely liked to be slim and fit. She was interested in dieting and she did follow a few diets, but I have to say never terribly seriously. But again, she's always stayed a very healthy weight. Um, and because of grandma and being taught how to cook and feed a family, we were also fed from everything being cooked from scratch, not relying on pre-prepared meals um, that were freely available on the supermarket shelves. The other massively beneficial thing about me and my upbringing was that my dad was a food chemist and he made breakfast cereals and biscuits for a living. And I remember telling me when I was very young, I would have been probably late 70s, early 80s, he said, there's going to be a massive problem in this country because what's happening is there's a big, there's a big push now for everything to be low fat. At the time, fat was considered the demon. If you ate fat, you would get fat. But my father explained to me this wasn't true at all. When you had fat in your diet, um, it was the last thing to get digested. Fat would keep you satiated for longer. Now, if you think about this, if you have, remember, an old-fashioned milk bottle, then the cream always rose to the top. That was the fattiest part of it. It sat on the top. If you ate a meal with fat in it, it was the same principle. The fat would sit at the top of the stomach and it would be the last thing to get digested, meaning that you were fuller for longer. When they decided that we had to be on a low fat diet, the only way to get rid of the fat and still make food tasty was basically to add in sugar. 
So what we created was a low-fat, high-sugar diet, which has really caused enormous problems for um, the population globally. Um, all of a sudden, people were going to the shops thinking they were making the healthy choice, buying their pre-packed meals, which was low-fat, not realising it was high-sugar, um, finding that they were eating, but the food wouldn't keep them um, full for very long, so maybe after a couple of hours they're hungry again. At the same time, the food's absolutely packed full of sugar, so it's raised the insulin. The insulin is pushing the um, sugar back out of the blood into the cells, but it does it too effectively. Then your blood sugar drops, then you're hungry again. So people have been really caught up in a very vicious cycle, which was all manipulated by a lot of the big food companies. The other issue that we have when we're looking at weight gain and the obesity crisis that we're facing, it's not just about the food we're consuming, but it's also about the fact we are living a more sedentary life. So going back to my grandma, she would have been walking to the shops, scrubbing the floors. Um, it would be a much more physical life. Nowadays, many of us sit behind a computer and that could be for eight, nine, 10 hours of the day working away and if you do want to do any exercise it really is a point of having to find the time you have to prioritize it you have to work it around your day whether it's first thing in the morning maybe it's lunchtime maybe it's in the evening but it has to be a decision that you've made to commit to grandma was not deciding that she was going to do any exercise in the day it was just part of her day the fact that we are increasingly sedentary and having to choose to do the exercise means that it's very easy for us to put weight on. So I want to emphasize a point here. We're not getting fatter because we're lazy or we lack willpower. That's not the situation at all. We've been probably brainwashed to a certain degree about what to eat and how to eat it by big food manufacturers and the lifestyle that we now live means that most of us are forced behind a computer for the vast majority of the day to do any work or exercise. Another bugbear of mine is that when I was growing up um, there was a massive move by local governments to start selling off school playing fields. Um, what's happened now is of course there are so many playing fields What's happened now, of course, is that there are so many schools without adequate outside space for the kids to exercise in. Now, if you are brought up and you don't have an opportunity to discover sport and exercise, it means that you're never going to be necessarily comfortable with running around, getting out of breath, enjoying that brilliant fun time that you have with your friends, or maybe there's less chance to get involved with organised sports like hockey and football and rugby and all the other things. I also appreciate that for many people, trying to find the time and the money to get your children to endless after-school activities is extremely difficult. And I think we've come to a point in society where almost exercise is now becoming a privilege. And it's not a privilege, it's a right. We all have a right to be running around and using our bodies and exercising more. And this is something else that is adding in, it's adding fuel to the fire of the obesity crisis because we are bringing children up who are not necessarily being given the opportunity to get out and start enjoying sport the way that I was able to. So another problem is that nutrition is becoming increasingly complicated. People don't know what to do. There are so many choices for diets and most of these fad diets we know don't work. But you've got keto diet, Cambridge diet, low fat diet, 
high protein diet, you name it, there is literally a diet for almost of every, every eventuality. Now, the issue is when people follow a diet, most of the time it's very restrictive. It will either be calorie restricted, therefore you will lose weight because you're not taking in as much fuel, um, or it'll be restrictive to what kind of food you can eat. Uh, the issue here is people start the diet, after a few weeks they can see the weight just falling off and they get very excited. That fuels them for a bit longer to stay with it. But when the diet comes to a natural end, normally after about three months or so, and that person's left finished their regime, they will then go back to how they used to eat, their old eating habits, which had got them into being overweight or obese in the first place. So if we don't ever tackle all of the reasons why people are starting to put weight on, following a fad diet is never going to work. This is what the diet industry knows full well, and that's why the diet industry is worth billions, billions and billions, because you can put all number of fad diets on knowing that people who are desperate to lose weight will literally cycle their way through them. And this is leading to the term the yo-yo dieter, where the person loses the weight quite quickly and easily, but then they, they lose motivation or they get hungry or they just can't stick to it. Um, and then the weight goes back on again, but they didn't change any of their habits. Um, but brutally, one important fact to know about this thing is if you lose the weight, it's not fat that you're necessarily losing. You'll be losing some fat. The chances are you'll be losing your lean muscle too. And it's your lean muscle, which is absolutely the engine of your body. It is your lean muscle that needs the calories. So if you lose the weight, which is basically fat and muscle, when you go back to eating normally, you don't have the same amount of lean muscle that doesn't require the same amount of calories. You go back to eating normally, you don't need the same calories you needed before, weight goes on even faster. That is yo-yo dieting, and we have to put a stop to it. As we said before, these fad diets are usually really restrictive and often calorie restrictive. So what happens is the person who's trying to follow the diet and they've got every good intention under the sun to do so, they get hungry. But when you get hungry, the whole of your body is designed to tell you it's time to eat, you've got to keep me alive. The brain's one purpose in life is to keep you, keep you alive. So the moment that the body starts losing fuel, losing energy, there's this huge impulse from the brain to get you to go out and find food. Now, willpower is not going to be able to go against your whole body telling you now is the time to eat food. The problem is people think that they don't have any willpower, problem me, I'm such a pig, why can't I stick to a diet, I'm such a failure. And this is then adding to the whole negative self-talk with for somebody that's probably already got quite a negative perception of themselves. So fad diets are hugely uh, detrimental to mental health too. So personally, I think they should be banned and I think we shouldn't be talking about dieting anymore. Of course, it's been um, a long known thing that we're all manipulated by images in the media. We all see, you know, these androgynous, very skinny models. And for many years, that was somehow supposed to be the aspiration of a normal curvy female. Um, luckily, things are changing and we do see a lot more curvy models in the media, which is fantastic and should be applauded. But I'm gonna go out on a limb here and I'm gonna say what we're also seeing is an unhealthy portrayal of body image too in the wrong way. 
For instance, I was watching TV the other day and uh, there was an advert for a holiday and the whole family that were running down to the beach, they were all overweight. Um, we're not talking curvaceous, healthy people. We were talking big tummies. Uh, the, the mother was overweight. The children were overweight. And I was starting to think this doesn't, this isn't right. We shouldn't be celebrating um, heaviness and obesity because actually that's unhealthy. And another issue that I've got is I went into one of the sports stores recently and they've always had these extremely sculpted and toned mannequins that, you know, most of us are never going to be able to look anything like. Um, and that was, you know, that's one issue we've got. But now they had these truly plus size mannequins. But these mannequins, really, if that was a person, they would be obese. So why are sports companies telling us that it's now okay to be obese when you've always been telling us you sh we should be running and jumping and being super fit? So I feel like we're moving in the wrong direction now. And I'm not being fattest. Um, I am being super health conscious. And I tell you this because I have a tremendous friend called George and I've known him for the last 25 years and he really is the life and soul of the party. But at 50 years old, he had a heart attack and he knew at that point he had to lose weight because he needed to lose weight for, for, the, for the benefit of his health. The issue is because he was already very overweight, he was putting a lot of pressure through his joints. So not only has he had a heart attack, he's struggling to lose weight because he can't do the physical exercise he needs to to lose weight. And when you get these combination of comorbidities happening all at once, we get into a situation where you're almost at the tipping point into long-term poor health. So when I see mannequins and models that are just overweight, it massively upsets me because that's not where we should be heading. We should be just trying to keep ourselves healthy and fit for the long term. So I'm not being fattest, I'm being pro-health. Uh, pro that's what this message is about. Um, we just need to start thinking a lot more about what we're, what we're doing to our bodies because like I keep emphasising, we have our own health in our own hands and I think that's a hugely empowering thought. Modern people don't lack willpower. It's just that the way that the world works now means that it's much more difficult for us to have healthy lifestyles and maintain a good healthy weight. So how can we start eating better? Well, I would say, honestly, just go home and cook everything from scratch. Don't buy fresh ingredients and then use a shop-bought sauce because they're full of additives and preservatives that completely mess up your metabolism and you will slightly ruin all of your hard work. But if you just go home and cook um, everything from scratch, you are much more in control of what you're eating. Um, you're much more in control of the kind of calories you're having um, and you will eat better and more nutritiously. So I would say try this week to cook from scratch five meals. And one great thing is that you can do is you can batch cook. So you can make a huge, um, you can make a huge big amount of food and stick it in the freezer for later on in the week because that takes a lot of effort out of cooking from scratch. So the benefits of cooking from, from scratch are that you are much more in control. I think it's cheaper. People think it's not so cheap to cook from home, but I really do think it's cheaper. It's better for you. It's not covered in plastic. You haven't stuck it in a microwave. Um, there's many, many health benefits for just cooking from scratch. Um, and then the other thing we need to think about is what's on your plate. So a great rule of thumb is have about 50% of your plate vegetables. 
They're incredibly filling. They're really nutritious. They're important because they have this whole thing going on. They're quite fibrous and they really get your gut working harder so that you'll become more regular from a bowel point of view. Um, but they are filling. You also need about a quarter, 25 to 30% of fiber. Oh, sorry, not fiber. 20, start that with again. Just go from your sinews. Okay. You also need 25-30% uh, of protein. Now, think about that as being sort of the size of the palm of your hand. Um, and it's got to be a good quality protein. So ideally, it would be organic um, chicken, um, wild fish. Um, you could have eggs, um, things like that. So you do need the protein because we need the protein because that's what feeds our lean muscle. The other, say 20-25% should be carbohydrate. Carbohydrates to your potatoes and your rice and your pasta. Um, it, is more, it is more filling, but the energy doesn't last very long. So if you have a very carbohydrate full meal, you'll tend to feel hungry later on. Um, by padding it out with a lot of vegetables, which by the way are quite cheap, lots of vegetables, a good quality protein and a little bit of carbohydrate and you will start moving um, into having more energy as well. Carbohydrate, even though it gives you energy, it's a very short-lived energy. You get a spike and then quite often you might feel quite tired and snoozy um, as your body is digesting this great big heavy amount of carbohydrate. So eating healthily and preparing home cooked food is definitely a lifestyle change and it does take, take organisation. You, know, you do have to think about what it is you're going to be cooking that night and get all the ingredients in and you have to create time in your day as well to do it. However, the benefits are huge. Um, you will get more nutritious food. Hopefully you will incorporate a lot more vegetables in the diet, which can be cheaper in themselves, but are also brilliantly filling and incredibly important for nutrition and vitamins that you get from them. Um, and also, cooking's become a thing, and for many good reasons. People really do love cooking. For many people, it's an absolute wind down at the end of the day. They get in, they've switched off from whatever they were doing at work, and it's all about you know, preparing vegetables. My husband, for instance, he loves chopping. He'll stand there and he'll be like, he's, he's perfected that, the, the chef thing, you know, with the fingers. I think he's going to cut them off, but he doesn't. And he sits there and he chops, 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 chops. And he says he finds it really therapeutic. Thank goodness for that, because I hate cooking. <laughs> I shouldn't have admitted to that. But anyway, at least one of us does the home cooking in the house. It's very important. So here's your homework um, for this week. As always, I want to give you a little task. Um, please, this week, think about cooking five nutritious home-cooked meals, not using any shop-bought sauces or preservatives. Um, and I think you'll find that it will be a really brilliant thing to do and you'll really enjoy the food that you've created. So until then, have a very happy and healthy week and I'll see you next week. Remember, if you like what you see, then please like, share and follow and you can keep up to date with absolutely everything that we do.